see, I was with my cousin one night, and he'll verify. We were both pissed at the bar when Bigfoot walked by. Well, my cousin looked at me and I back at him and I said, fuck, I wouldn't have thought that he'd have got in. Now, perhaps we'd stared and staring is wrong. Also, perhaps we'd stared just a little too long, but we'd never seen a beast so big and so strong. Well, we were staring at him and he was staring back when my cousin's voice said, what the fuck are you looking at? The Bigfoot just stood there. His gaze didn't crack and growled, I'm looking at you before I snap your head back. Not a moment in thought as Dick rose from his seat. Car park, right now. You and I need to meet. I stood to protest. Dick said, she'll be right, as he led the Bigfoot into the night. It looked like a freak show as they walked the path. Seven feet led by five feet, five and a half. Should I go out? Should I wait here? Oh, Dick said he'd be right. Hey, buddy, another beer? With that dispersed all thoughts of the fight and of my cousin out in the night. Excuse me, wrong beer. Mine's heavy, not light. But thanks, mate, for the butte beer on this butte night in this butte place you have here. No need to mention, that's quite all right. How do you think your mate will go in the fight? As simple as that, priorities back. Wondering had my cousin died in the attack. A chill down my neck, a creak and a crack as in strode the big foot back from out back. His eyes locked on mine, lips curled to an evil grin as he sat down at the bar and ordered a double chin. Gin. Now, one-on-one wasn't Dick's rule, and heed this rule I tried. Whilst my mind was wrestling images of nights, we'd laughed until we'd cried. And how tonight he may get his childhood wish. Hospital stay, ambulance ride. Oh, barkeep, please keep call AAA. My mate's still outside. Said barkeep did grab the phone, but before you could say AAA, someone yelled, Here he is. Jeez, mate, how'd you go? No other sound as Dick White walked in. Nose askew, blood on chin, and a gate akin to rap dancing. He looked at me and I at him. You look a bit rough, mate. Do you need a beer, Shags? Nah, I need a rain check and a zig where I zag. With as little as that, he turned on his heel and walked up to the Bigfoot who snarled, You here still? You should clean yourself up or you'll get thrown out. Dick said, You should stand up and get knocked the fuck out. Needless to say, the freak show marched on. In the blink of an eye, the talking was done. Hey, buddy, another one? which then dispensed of all thoughts of the second fight for my poor cousin out in the night. Make this one a whiskey, not beer, heavy or light. And thanks, mate, for the butte cheer on this butte night, this butte place you have here. No need to mention, but all the same, thanks. Do you think your mate is in with a chance? Well, I swirled my whiskey, and as my thoughts swam around, I said, Dick says a fight should last more than one round. I thought over this as I looked toward the back, but Dick had never been subject to a Bigfoot attack. A chill down in my neck, a creak and a crack as in strode the Bigfoot back from out back. His eyes locked on mine, lips curled to an evil grin as he sat down at the bar and ordered another gin. One on one was Dick's rule and heed this rule I tried whilst my mind wrestled images of my cousin dead outside. As I rose from my seat and did toward the back stride, oh barkeep, please call AAA, my mate's still outside. Again, the barkeep grabbed the phone, but before you could say triple O, someone yelled, fuck, here he is, back for another go. The bar then afforded silence a new precedent, as in staggered my cousin, three quarters pissed, seven eighths spent. Oh, I think you should have a drink, Dick. Oh, I think you should sit down. Nah, but I think I'll pull the uppercut out in the next round. No other wasted breaths, not another word was said. He just turned again, walked straight up and noogied Bigfoot's head. Fuck me dead, snarled Bigfoot, won't you ever learn. 
Dick replied, I've been learning all the time, and now it's your turn. Once more the freak show walked out the back. Once more I was about to panic attack. Light, heavy, whiskey, 10-4, buddy, come back. Before I could say I might sit this one out, sat down, down sat my cousin and said, can't, mate, it's your shout. Now there still are Bigfoot sightings, and although it's true they're rare, in the wrong pub, on the wrong night, you may meet him there. So... Moses McCready original poem. We've got a poet laureate in the house. A tribute to a recently... That's the uh, first. Yeah, well, it's a tribute to a recently departed cousin of mine, probably passed away about 18 months ago, Ricky, um, about a run-in that he had with a certain Indigenous bloke at the Winter Sun Hotel in Mildura. But it's a bit of a reminder that them little blokes sometimes might have a little bit more feist in them, I guess, you know. So it's more championing. Is that, championing. Is that a, a new... Poem or something you wrote a while ago? No, something I wrote a while ago before he'd passed away even and I'd every now and again I'd get requests for it at camps. You know, we'd be camped out somewhere, smelly, smelly, come over here, do that Bigfoot thing, you know. So, yeah, the boys used to like it. The boys who probably wouldn't read, read poetry used to request it every now and again. I dropped it at an open mic poet night at uh, the or day at the Dan O'Connell in Melbourne with my daughter in tow. And as soon as I left the little podium, I took off before anyone could tell me whether they liked it or hated it. But the daughter said, really proud, Dad. I said, well, that's it. We win. Let's go. <laughs> go and get some Mexican. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's it. So, no, Ricky Rawlings, dearly departed. And, yeah, just a moment. To... I was going to say, Ricky sounded like he, he um, didn't learn his lesson. Nah, no, no. Well, he didn't get punched to death. So, <laughs> you know, but there were lessons. And it's another one, too. Um, actually, I'm not speaking out of turn. At 16, the parents were all camped up up the river. One bloke was too drunk to drive his car. Ricky, you take the car and the boys. I'll jump in with your dad. Uh, through circumstances, Ricky rolled the car. Kid died in the accident. Um, yeah, parents put the responsibility onto the kids and it kind of bit him in the ass and sort of mm. levelled his life pretty much, So, mm. which may have then led to his early downfall and departure. But, yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, a bit of a life lesson for a few people, but yeah. yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, no, he's only six months older than me and that's where I used to go for my school holidays. That's where I learned to drink, smoke, drive, ride motorbikes, you know, everything happened in Mildura for this guy when he was, you know, probably 13 to 16, so yeah. A Moses McCready original, you've heard it here first. There you go. Never thought I'd do it, but, you know, subject you to that. It's pretty indulgent, but so this, anyway. this is a, a episode <laughs> thing now, is it? Is this the new challenge? Oh, geez, no? I don't know. I opened up a box of stuff last night that I wouldn't bear to read out, okay. so, you know, you ne- never know. No telling what's going to happen, but no, no one's suggesting any new challenges, so at the moment I'll just uh, make it up on the fly. There you go. We're out of, we're out of musical challenges, so uh, until we get some more, we might be... Dealing with Moses' po- Moses's poems. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I've got some lyrics I could probably give you and see if you can find some guitar in the <laughs> course of a fortnight and work something together. Oh, I, I like showing up and having a surprise. So. Yeah, no, there you go. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, episode 22. Yep. Hey, yo. <laughs> there you go. Just in case anyone was missing it. Uh, yeah, episode 22 where we're uh, looking at a different magazine again. Different magazine for something different. Uh, Australian Muscle Car Magazine, issue number 129. That's it. Before any of that happens, general business, I suppose we've sort of taken care of that in that little poem chat, but 
uh, I suppose we need to thank Dave for coming in last for last episode. It was a good chat. Yeah, last episode was a cracker. Um, do more of that. It's, uh, it's been good. We've had a few people on this year already, so uh, yeah. it's, it's been good. Deep inside Dave Guilfoyle. First in-studio guest too. First in-studio guest, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's epic. I said we've got plenty of plenty of car nuts in Ballarat. I don't think it's going to be hard yeah. to get. We've got a couple of Skype guests booked for upcoming episodes and that too. We're sort yeah, of starting yeah. to move along that line. So Yes, nah. yes. We've got, we've, we're working on a special one for our uh, one-year birthday, I suppose. Yeah. We'll keep that under wraps for now. That's it. We've, we've got... We've got Basic uh, confirmation. We just will tee it up in the next couple of weeks and get that one happening. But anyway, uh, any car updates? There's not much to report here. Um, this is going to air, I think, on the around the 28th. So the Chev would have had its roadworthy. Yep. Don't. We'll wait and see what the outcome of that would would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole timeline thing really stuffs my brain. Gonna, I can't imagine it's going to need much for a worthy. No, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I can just get it, get it, and get some new club plates on it. But Ryan's uh, anyway. old school mechanical shout out. Yes, going to, it's going to Ryan's mechanical. Yeah, spoke to, took it in to see Travis the other day, and he can't really see any issues with it. So. Yeah, no. good hands. Um, yeah, I just had a little note. Um, once again, it's this timeline thing, but Drag Challenge has been and gone, and for anyone who does follow, the, I suppose you say the King Moot, Bruce Bruce Howie, yep. uh, on his journey, he's, he's been to Drag Challenge, and he's, he's, he's made his way up to, uh, is it, up, up Queensland way, and he caught up with a couple of legends up yeah, there. Yeah, Northern New South and stuff um, before heading inland. Dado Mouse and, of course, legend that is Brett, Brett Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. And it just got me thinking, it's like, you know, all this sort of started, this podcast, like we met Bruce once, we yeah. met, um, caught up with a couple of other guys, the defenders of the, the Thong Slappers, and it's yeah. just funny how all this started just from one little show, two blokes talking about a, a car magazine and I just, I guess we don't want to forget where our no, roots lie and no, I just think that, you know, Simo and, and Redmond, I, I don't think they realise how how much they sort of, I don't know, whether it affected people yeah. or how much they inspired people just to, just to you know, reach out and, and talk to, yeah. get to know people and just... Yeah, so it's just just more of a throwback to the thong slappers, and you know, without the thong slappers, we wouldn't be here, and and um, you know, we wouldn't know a lot of these people that we we chat yeah. to. You know, maybe not so much in person, but just you know, just the communications over Instagram and and that sort of yeah. stuff. And yeah, you know, these it seems to be opening opportunities. They're good. You know? They're just great people that you you would never have ever thought to meet. Yeah, and, and Simo was saying too, like even when he hears back, you know, stuff about clap claps or, ah. you know, some of the vernacular that he breathed into the car culture and he it hears just, it echoed back and it just makes him smile, you know. But blokes are a bit of a weird weird species too, you know. I mean, we've got lady followers and bloke followers, but blokes just seem to connect under these banners like really really easily and comfortably, mm. you know. But Just watching, you know, Brucey's trip yeah we ran out of fuel everyone's commenting <laughs> on it and and then he, you see him up there with with Brett and and Dado Mouse and 
don't know. It was just it's just cool. Like yeah, I don't know whether those three actually know each other outside of the yeah. Thong Slappers. I, I'm guessing they probably don't. I, I don't yeah. know whether they're old friends from way back, but. Yeah. Even it's a post just cool. from a while back at a pub with, you know, Simo and a few others all sitting around a table and it just you get jealous. You see those moments and you wish mm. you were in that bloody photo, you know. So anyway, thanks again, Simo and Redmond, yeah. the thong slappers, the what are they called? The uh what do they call it? Australia's <laughs> first mate. and only uh dedicated, dedicated Streetcar podcast. Streetcar and wanking <laughs> podcast. I suppose we could say we're we're the Australia's second Dedicated streetcar yeah, podcast. That's it. I think we played around with that right at the start take, too, working out how we fit into sloppy that seconds. But anyway, that was just my little <laughs> thought of the day. I, I thought just what the events of the, the last couple of weeks thought no, it's just we def- and we we've got to hark back to those guys. And yeah, we you know, definitely grew in fertile ground. You know, mm. like, um, downloads. Yeah, you keep an eye on numbers ever. Or? Uh, we're knocking on the door of eight thousand, I think. So yeah, no, that's I pretty thought, cool. Thought that might have been heading that way. Yeah. Getting there. There you go. Well, that's general business we could take care of outside of recording, I reckon, too, probably. Yeah. What about Roaming Moses, day one? Roaming Moses, day one? Didn't see it. Oh, sorry, the actual... Because we normally know how many listeners The numbers, yeah. yeah. So to be honest, I haven't... Uh, I didn't have a look, but let's have a look. Oh, well, I'll discuss... We'd actually bought Australian Muscle Car Magazine, the last issue, and we were going to review that issue until the new issue was uh, revealed with the cover car, which apparently was... Uh, Wrapped by Dave at Custom Craft, which... Yeah, so we thought we'd jump on and... Yeah, so we thought we'd jump on and celebrate it. But I'm going to, while you're looking that up, I'm going to say that uh, for the lengthy article that's in there where you learn a whole lot about historical military operations and all manner of things because he's celebrating his father and grandfather, um, they mentioned a Custom Craft. Yeah, I thought that was a bit odd, but anyway. They were omitted from the details. Um... Roaming Moses, volume four. I think it was maybe an oversight, but it's a bloody big article. (laughs) Roaming Moses, you've mentioned it now. 51 downloads. I thought we'd get to shout him out, so it seems relevant. 51 on 51 for Roaming Moses, so that's not bad. I don't mind that. Good. Yeah, especially when it's, you know, mostly just me. They also, <laughs> they're all um, haven't got the mate there to prop me up. Yeah, yeah okay. All the podcast sites sort of say if you if you're getting sort of a hundred or so in the first week thereabouts, you're doing all right. So yeah. that's we sort of average around that seventy to a hundred. Yeah, that's weeks. cool. Anyway, that's cool. We're not here for downloads. We're here because it's fun. No, just yeah. Um, yeah, Australian muscle car, and I, I guess. Um, I mean, look at another magazine. It, it just it just keeps my mind ticking and going back to how good a value Street Machine is. Yeah. Like the content you get in Street Machine compared to all these other ones. I know it's different. It's it's different. Yeah, but well, you're still getting a magazine and you're still paying you what is eleven bucks. And well, I yeah. noticed not too many ads in Street Machine. Would I be right in saying that? They no, keep... no, they have a few up yeah, the back. You get some magazines and it's just every uh, fucking yeah. second page is an ad. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. Like they, and they sort of the ads are relevant, I suppose. Like when we, I remember when we looked at those other ones, those old ones, like there was tobacco and yeah, navy was huge. Like yeah. the navy, would have three page ads in the in yeah. the old ones. But you did, you see, yeah, you know, car, you know, speed yeah. shop ads and 
I found a bit of content in here, though, that would be also at home in Street Machine, you know, mm. like the Sydney drag racing scene, that sort of thing. Too, it's just, you know, yeah, it's so. just a different, it's a different style of magazine, but I guess, uh, you know, I'm not knocking the magazine. I'm just saying yeah. that they're, that we're a bit, I think we're a bit spoilt for what we get in, yeah. get in the Street Machine. But, but no, I've definitely got some positives that'll be reflected through our review. Anyway, as well, so. good cover. I, I do like the cover. And the, one um, positive for Australian Muscle Car Magazine is that I bought a copy. Actually, bought <laughs> we two, bought two. Bought two copies. <laughs> bought the copy we didn't review. And I we bought, bought two. So but, we bought two, um, and I don't normally buy it. So I haven't bought it. Like I said, I bought the first eight editions, and I sold them on eBay because they were getting massive dollars. So yeah. I think I got a hundred. I think I got hundred and fifty bucks or something for issue one. Yeah, something like that yeah. back in the day. So those proceeds went to my first Fender Telecaster. So anyway, let's move on. I guess there's no real categories in when we're looking at other stuff because it doesn't really work. So we've just got a whole heap of honourable mentions. You mentioned um, initially maybe we might buy each other a car and buy ourselves a car from the Burns and Co. Where is that ad? Where is that ad? See, I didn't even realise there was the bigger ad because I just found the two little columns that were on the two pages Ah. before. So page ten is a good point of reference. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the auction update. But you yeah, know, there was, and then um, the ads a couple of pages over. Yeah. So yeah. did you pick anything from the ad, or did you just go to those columns? No, well, it didn't matter because I picked them from the columns, and they were in there. But then, when I went when I went to the ad, I couldn't actually upgrade from what I'd already picked. So right. what did what did you buy yourself? I bought myself that purple XAGT sedan up the top. That's funny. I bought the same car for you. Yeah. It's hard to go past the wild violet with white trim. Yeah, don't tell me you bought me that bloody SLR 5000. I did. Uh, well, I, well, I bought that for you. So there you go. Uh, you blokes are too similar. Bloody hell. That's a bit, that's a bit freaky. Bloody, them bloody Aries. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit crazy. There you go. No, that's unreal. Um, and again, like that was only picked out of the... Five that were in the column, but then yep. when I went over and I looked at the whole lineup, I was I was nearly going to buy you the Sundowner. Yeah, and I, did, I thought yeah. that was a, that was a bit of you. I hovered around the sun and then down. I sort of was thinking about that forty six Ford Mercury, but I thought, nah, that's that's just way yeah, the v- way too obvious. I hovered around the VJ hardtop. Um, but what's that red vintage looking thing on the other page? Mercedes Benz uh, Merc, is it? Is it twenty eight Chev? Uh, no, nah, on the other on the right page. Uh, up here, yeah, that 52 Mercedes 170DA. Yeah, right. Yeah, Benz. It's a bit cool, though. Those old, I'm a big fan of the old Benzes. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. That was a pretty cool little experiment. Yeah, no, that's it, definitely. I don't mind that gunmetal grey HQ Monaro either with the, yeah, with the, the, same too, with the orange stripes. But yeah, cool. the more I looked, it was just definitely the purple buddy XA mm. and the yellow Tirana that. And wild violet with the with the white trim is just yeah. It's the combo to have if you're going to get one. That'll go for big dollars, I reckon, just for that trim. Yep. Is that the colour that Dave Dave's cars are? Nah, his is called. Is it actually called purple? P U double R P U double L. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a metallic. It's just a solid. It's all like a grimace colour. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Uh, well, there you go. That's that was easy. Well, while we're talking purple cars, we could probably look at page twelve at the uh, 
XB, the continental roof, the purple one, the white continental vinyl roof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what they have about that. Um, yeah, and it was band transport for the band R-rated. So R-rated. Seen them rolling around the suburbs in that purple XB. Dislike that colour. This anyway, yeah, it's not quite there, is it? No. Uh, it's a bit washy. A bit pastel. Yeah, mm. pastel. Uh, well, what do you got for your first first little uh, mention of the magazine, mate? Um, I mentioned uh, I went to page eight for the classics of Phillip Island. Yep. They were saying there was a huge display of XU1 road cars there. But those cars um, completed two to two and a half thousand k's on a cruise as part of being there at the island, which you know, it's in a world of pre people who are a bit precious, once they get to a, you know two hundred thousand or more, you know, leave them parked in the shed. But it's good to see a whole heap of uh, muscle cars out cruising. I guess It'd be a good event to go do that. I reckon. Yeah, well, you've been uh, down the track fairly recently. I'm, I love I love Phillip Island. Um, I know it's just a cool place. Yeah, cool. It's a great track. One of the, one of the better tracks, I reckon, uh, just in the world. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, such a long straight. Yeah, I've never seen cars go. Well, I've, I've seen cars go round it like just normal track day stuff. But yeah, seeing the box go down, it's yeah. it's absolutely amazing. It's even it, fun on buddy. You know. it's mind bending how quickly they. Yeah, it's even a glorious it. drive on PlayStation. I think. Never played it on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to uh, I suppose to cross over from that, one of my mentions was the uh, Philip Island, the story on page seventy. Yep, which was a story about that event, I think. Yeah, and that's I don't mind that too. Where you know they'll have a little bit of a little bit of a feature or a photo, and then you know, the article will be elsewhere. That in there. bottom photo on on page seventy one, you've got the skyline, the Sierra XD. I think it might be. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not up to speed with the beams. You got the two beams, the early model M3s. I'm yeah. guessing the big V V12 cat up the back. Yeah, a couple v- of group. They've got a group C VH. Yeah, VK. Another Jag, another Beamer. Oh, and you've got the looks like John Player Special Six Series up there. Yeah, that's just a good. That's a good time there. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a good time. So, yeah, yeah, there's some really cool stuff in amongst those. I reckon reckon that'll be on the cards to uh, to yeah, get well, down to at some stage. Well, yeah, like Craven Mild uh, Tirana. Yeah, yeah, the old grassy Tirana. But, yeah, and I actually put down there um, for those pages, 70 and 71, you know, um, photos, discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. uh, and that, this other another. But at any of the orange Tirana with the little RX2 behind it, yeah, nipping at its heels. Yeah, no, that's a ripper. Um, no, it the looks H- like a good time, that yeah, does. The HQ Coupe with the buddy 69 Mustang up its ass. I like it. Yeah, no, that's it. Definitely. 69 like Camaro it. as well. We'll keep shouting them out. <laughs> yeah, so no, that's a ripper, mate. Like oh, that. well, that crosses one off. That's easy. Yep. What you have next? Uh... Oh, yeah, there's an on page 12 where that purple XB was. I must tack something else on. So, you know, I'm finding multiple, but he multiple things on one page. Yep. Um, down the bottom, we've got the EL GT down yeah, there. Yeah, yep. Which, you know, Blake can't not shout out an EL. But, they were an ugly looking thing, weren't they? Yeah. But they're talking about the test track being um, in Glenbarry Road and not in Barry Road. But then he talks about how that um, pretty much that factory then became later Pro, Pro Drive. 
Ballarat Connection. I used yep. to deliver Albans transmissions there for the V8 supercars not so long ago. So that was just a weird little sidetrack mention. Yep. Yep. Uh, I guess cool. my first first big pick was the uh, story on the Skylines. Now, I am a fan of these early Skylines. Yeah, no, the NSVD, so mm. the NSVD story on page 30. Silhouette. Okay, there's a... There's one or two nice ones in Ballarat of these things. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing them when I was, you know, when they came out and I thought, yeah, they're a good-looking car. And the thing with I, I didn't realise, and I guess you just get you just get it ingrained in here that, you know, all these SSs and, you know, cars are like they just put a body kit on them and some mags. But, you know, this yeah. thing had a cam and had an oil cooler and yeah. – um, Bit of extra grunt compared to the normal one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I just really like. I don't mind those those early skylines. I don't mind skylines in in general. Yeah. Um, and back reflecting to the content of this magazine too. Like if you're into skylines, there's eleven pages. Of yeah. There's eleven was, pages of content. It's there. one thing with this mag I did notice, and uh, yeah, the length, the, the, the stories. Jam packed like big stories, but like there, there's a picture of one there in front of a V. I don't know whether Brocky's VK. I don't know. It doesn't look like Brocky's VK, but um, yeah, they raced them. Yeah, raced the, the the Bluebirds. Remember the Bluebirds? Yeah, yeah. Like they were insane, but yeah, I just uh, and I know what you're like with synchronicities and numbers. I yeah. just found it funny that page thirty one. There's yep. a story about the R31 Skyline. Oh, there you go. Well, I find it, found it intriguing too on page 32 that they're built in the old Volkswagen yeah. factory, mm. which is also where they built 180Bs and 200Bs and Bluebirds, which is where HSV take up residence now. Mm. And again, I used to deliver stuff there too for Albans. Here's a little side note. I didn't even know VWs were made in Australia mm. until not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they would come from the Deutschland. Yeah, well, they sort of did development too on a Pintara wagon and stuff, worked in with Japan who didn't have a wagon and, you know, like we've been contributing to that side. Um, I just like the fact that, you know, someone had a go at, hey, let's take these cars, let's do our own little spit on them, let's make 200, make them something a bit special and, like, it wouldn't happen now. Yeah. It's that mass produced now, like, like even like an SS Commodore, like yeah. it's just a V8 Commodore with a thing. Oh, like yeah. I think you could probably order just a normal Calais with the same motor. Yeah, like, you know. yeah I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, Whereas I reckon the best thing would be to order the best engine upgrade in the lowest car, you know. Mm. Like well, you can't do your, you, you just can't do that anymore. Nah, you used to be able to do all kinds of things like that. Yeah. See the Skyline police cars on. But yeah, they were a, a Tassie thing, I think, weren't they? Um, I've read a few stories about them. The, Tasmanian and Victorian police forces. It says. Um, I did Skylines. read a story. Some might have been in, might have been in a Survivor car magazine. There's actually a, a a policeman actually wrote in and said, "I drove these things and they were fantastic." Yep. Well, and they were basically a Nissan's answer to the VL, I guess, weren't they? Yeah. Like, yep. Same motor. Yep. They did share an engine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Did you read the uh, the way they got the name? Yeah. Yeah, name. I didn't know that. Legendary Nissan engineer Shinchino uh, Sarurai, 
um, after Aussie Outback Horizons. Mm, there you go. He thought of Aussie Outback Horizons and he called the car the Skyline. Yeah, so well, that's pretty was, cool. But I said it was it was an extensive walk through all things Skyline, pretty much. You know, so yeah, no, it was a good good read. Yeah, um, like I said, there's still, I reckon there was one at the car talk meet. Yeah, I think the other there was. Yep, definitely. And it's a really nice rig. And you, you, people forget they you know they raced at Bathurst before the Godzilla. Like there is, yeah, I think Seaton. Yeah, no, that's no, right. not Scafy. Yeah, Scafer, yeah, Scafer, race Skylines. Yep. Yep. Um, it's just yeah, crazy because so all good, that was just con- condensed into four years. Mm. You know, there was Nissan and racing developments. It was yeah, a four-year concern and that was it all over. Yep. Mm. What did you have next, mate? Uh, I've, had, I've put a, bu- a bit of a special mention on, um, on the uh, Ray Berghaus pairing of the uh, – Monaro and oh, the, the Monaro and the Mustang. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting to it, mate. I'm just fumbling words. Fifty, page fifty. Um, yeah, just the stable pairing. You know, the fact that, um, yeah, the Monaro is a heap older, but he'd rather be driving it. You know, and I mean, we wouldn't consider them an old car, but being that no, I, I I was reading the story. <laughs> I after I, I don't think I've ever been in a Monaro, but yeah, obviously. Um, got the Mustang, and I yeah definitely understand what he's saying. Like, um, I don't know. I've I was never a fan of this Monaro. I no. it never looked right to me. I mean, it's it's a nice car, but it was interesting. I guess that's where they get that the nicer ride, I suppose. Yeah, from it. And interesting when he was saying too that um, like he hasn't seen one with stripes that he actually liked or you know appreciated. You see, I don't mind the that the styling th- doesn't really lend itself to it. I think I don't know whether they. I think they did. They put the uh, like the HK style stripes on the yellow one. I I think it was just for a show car. I think that actually looked pretty good. I've seen a couple done yeah, since. Yeah, no. Um, but w- what he was saying about the seating position, that's a two door car made for four people. Yeah, yeah. The Mustang's a two-door car made for two people. It, def- it most yeah. definitely is. You You're virtually sitting on the back wheels. Yeah. Well, you can get three on the back seat, I think, in the Monaro too, but then they had, well, the, pretty then tight. They had the other. Yeah, they'd be tight, but then they had the other one, which only had buckets in the rear too, which was the HSV. I had a, I had a baby mark. seat in one once. It was most uncomfortable trying to get the kid, <laughs> kid in and out of that. <laughs> We've got a baby seat in the Mustang. But Mate used to love two doors and his missus was about to have a baby and someone drew a comic on the wall at our house of him but he's smashing its head into the buddy door frame of a hatchback Tirana <laughs> <laughs> trying to put the baby in, belting its head into the roof. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty cool stable to have though, I must yeah. say. How good's the poster over the page, mate? Well, I actually put the poster as Tough Shot. Yeah, no. actually, I, I took a tough shot, and uh, yeah, that's a great picture. Yeah, well, Brenny C had sort of said to me that he he went off this magazine a bit because they keep, yeah, the way they produce it. Sometimes it's as if there's only one track in existence in the world, and that's Bathurst, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they just constantly celebrate Bathurst in this magazine. Which I'm okay with that anyway. Yeah, I'm okay but, with it. I mean, it, it but is. But when the, you've got the Holy Grail, when you've got the five point eight liter XB. And you've got the five litre LH, and then you've also got the buddy three point three litre Tirana, all within inches of each other in the same corner. Mm. You know, and we're not talking lap traffic or anything. We're all racing competitively together. Well, that's pretty amazing. That's a good spread. It's a know? good picture. Yeah, cool yeah. shot. 
the delivery with the later Falcons and Commodores, you know, you're nearly struggling to pick what they are by the time they put all the buddy sponsorship all over them. You can barely you can't pick, tell. What, that's, you know. the, that's the thing. There's well, not, but there's not much mechanically that separates any of them either. Nah, they're all that's they're all the same bloody car. And the Toyota Corona advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Chisel Nose has raced at Bathurst. Yeah, nah, I put that down as a tough shot, so that's good. Yep. Um, my next one was page 72, and this brought back some memories. This one, this was a story about the Oscar, um, Jim Richards' Oscar yeah. rebuild. Yeah. And that was a good read because... I remember going to these things when they when they came out, and it was a good time. Yeah. I, used to, I used to enjoy going to Thunderdome. Yeah, restored by former Mick Webb Gopher and Troy Pericon. Yeah, so, so he, he was sort of involved with the car as a younger bloke and he, he heard that the car was for sale and he's got it back and restored it back to uh, how it was. Yeah, that no, was really good. It's pretty cool that the, the moulded seat is still the seat that Jim Richards actually had made for him, which was pretty cool. But yeah, well, just like, that picture down the bottom. Like I, I can remember sitting there, um, sitting in those grandstands. Yep. watching them. And yep. it used to be able to take a transistor radio, tune yep. in the the AM or FM frequency, yeah. and they'd have the commentary. Yeah. Um, well, the once and only time that I went, we drove through into the centre and sat. Oh yeah, in the centre. Yeah, in the car, like you just. Sit in your car if you wanted to. Yeah, that no, was a cool thing. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a shame. It's just it's just ruins now. Yeah, well, this article's oh, querying. Yeah, this article's actually querying because of a couple of other cars that are fronted <clears> up too now. That um, whether there's going to be a historic Oscar return, whether they might historically race Oscar. Mm. I think the track's pretty bad. I I don't even think. I mean, I I went down <clears> there. <throat> Mum and Dad bought me uh, the, the laps. I think for me, 21st or something. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the company had done it. They were in VNs. Yeah. And, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It's bloody amazing how steep those walls yeah. are when you're actually in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't even know whether they do that anymore. Yeah, well, it says up here, like, yeah, with a couple of Oscar Commodores having resurfaced to take on the old Jim Richards Falcon, are we witnessing the start of an historic Oscar movement? Mm. They'd want it. They'd have to. They'd have to redo that old track. I think. Yeah, but you could do that. Like you know, I mean, it's only someone, surfacing. If someone someone was keen, cash. if there was money behind it. But if these cars are starting to get a bit of a tidy up and starting to come back on the scene, they're going to want to race them somewhere. Mm. But they're possibly not that far removed from racing together in touring car. No, well, I did read either. somewhere that they've they've got like road racing that they're going to um, going to use it for. Like not road, like track racing. Yeah. They've set up the wheels and all that different, but um, no, I don't know cool. it just just took me back to sitting in those grandstands watching them go around. It was, um, and you you could see why over in the states, like it's so huge, like stock car, you, the amount of people that go to Daytona and 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 the likes of that, like it's huge in in, in the states. It's, yeah, it's on another level. Um, it's good to watch. Yeah. People go, oh, they just go around in circles. It's like, yeah, but they do. But you got to, you got to actually watch what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> drafting been what, and been watching a bit of uh, rubbing, bumping, nudging. Yeah. <laughs> been watching a bit of Cletus McFarland uh, tracking stuff that he's been doing lately, sort of thing. And at one stage, he just wasn't on the pace enough to be riding high up enough in the track. So he's down in amongst all the crap down the bottom. But you got to just overcome your fear, and you know, the harder you go, the old centrifuge, you push further up the bank. You know, but uh, it was interesting. The uh, I can all I can remember was. Uh, they came out of when we went for our little laps. They sort of came out of the came out of the pits flying, yeah, and hit that first bank. And it was like being on a roller coaster. Your head just went like yeah. the G forces hit you because the, the car's yeah. pushing into the corner, and you you're trying to hold your head up. It's like wow, yeah. Imagine doing that for like hundred or well, how many hundred laps they had to yes. <laughs> Where did I see the time? I said they were lapping in. Uh, I should have wrote it down. They did say how fast they were going around the track. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's bloody quick anyway. Hard to track down detail like that in such a lengthy article. I'm just looking at numbers, you know, because numbers pop out of the text pretty easy generally. But Yeah. And also interesting that they, um, the big Falcons were allowed to run the 351s. Yep. To compensate with their extra size. Yeah. In an XF. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's cool. Ford should have taken notice and put any 351s in XFs. Yeah, they should have. Anyway, that was my next one. What yeah. have you got, mate? Uh, slot cars on page 82. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little um, – I probably should have put this in, but, yeah. yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, cool. I didn't realise that was still such a big – Still such a big uh, big deal. Yeah, like, it's a bit the same too. I suppose you can't recreate Bathurst. I don't know whether slot cars can go up hills, can they? Like, yeah, of course they can. Up and over. Walls. Yeah. Oh, Reading go. this Being thing, it's like people lots. wait. You know, people are waiting each year for new release slot cars, which I I, I didn't didn't realise there was such a big demand so, for so it. So they're like scale electrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're cool. They're just the story. Yeah, they're GTs re-releasing some the GDRs and uh, XE1 replicas and stuff this the year. XY cop car down there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Even the yeah, the Red Bull Commodore. Well, they say that every slot car set's not really bought for the kid at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I've got no doubt. Yeah. No, uh, well, I, I only had one. I didn't have a scale electrics thing. Yeah. I had, um, oh, there was two Trans Ams that lit up. The whole track sort of glowed. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Typical 80s thing, it had a jump. Yeah. They, but they never were they landed. Were they Tamiya? Were they made by oh, Tamiya? Co- it could have been, I don't know. Yeah, they couldn't land the jump. They never landed on the they, – yeah. they never landed. <laughs> <laughs> Almost impossible, isn't it? But all the, like, the railings <laughs> around. Yeah, you've yeah, got to try and get that drop straight in the groove on the other side. Yeah, all, yeah. The, all the railings all glowed in the dark and the lights of the Trans yeah, Ams you know, used to light up. Yeah. And it had like big arrows where, like, the, where they would land the – the track was wider, like wider to try yeah. and get in, but I could, I could never get him to land. <laughs> I used to sit there and put my finger in front of him and do burnouts in the yellow. <laughs> Little black marks get, on the get yellow. Get that, um, that smell, that, that <laughs> yeah. electric motor smell. Oh, I remember Dad coming, you'll, bla- you'll, you'll break your cars doing that, burn the motor out. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yeah, no, slot cars are cool. Yeah. Page 84, went to Beefy and Beefies and Cheesies. Yeah, I had that David down as my Cook. next one. How cool would have uh, Brickies would have been? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and no. once again, you you just can't get away with that shit anymore. No, that's it. But um, I've sort of found a couple of pieces in here that I sort of highlighted, but um, 
Uh, just trying to find out because I mentioned some superstars that would have been out there too. Uh, got some starring moments. Another big long article though. Mm. Uh, I reckon if someone had a here we go. These reports of legitimate st- legitimate stars of organised racing using the Brickies concrete quarter mile also included such names. If the confessional postings on these websites are true, as Kevin Bartlett, Kevin Bartlett, John Brudelin, Paul Hamilton, Herb Neal, Peter G Hogan, and the aforementioned Barry Sharp and more, so people were out there honing mm. their skills that would go on to racing. Um, I reckon if 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 you had a bit of cash stashed around, you'd probably do all right if you made a bit of a retro restaurant. Yeah. A bit of a car park, you know, the, the way the car and the car culture is getting, a, a drive-in burger joint like that would probably do all right yeah, in today's it. roller skating waitresses. Yeah. Well, I must add a reason. At It'd be three... like Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. $5 chic. Yeah. I must add a reason at 3 o'clock this morning to mark some of these passages in here, so I'm just going to go on and read them yeah, and assume right. they're going to make sense to me as I do it. But... Um, most especially at Chiefies there would be a crowd of young kids lined up along Parramatta Road exit from the car park, particularly on Saturday or Sunday nights, and it was expected that anyone leaving would spin the rear rubber, smoke the tyres and fishtail up off the old concrete Parramatta Road surface. Not a few of these exiting vehicles ended up going out of control, uh, not a few, slamming into the battered roadside gutters or occasionally into a power pole. Mustang. <laughs> That's it, Mustang style. And activity at Big Chief often extended to dumping of oil at the exit of the car park, and crowds would yeah. gather along Parramatta Road to watch the consequences. Soon like we're I've, talking back in the 60s. Like soon early, as I read that, early 60s. I can remember people doing that down at Curtis Street. I remember people doing it in Geelong, <laughs> but it all kicked up in the 60s, you know. So our yeah. parents can't hold us accountable because they started it. Yeah, that's right. I reckon. Um, yeah, so trying to handle loss of traction. Blah, blah, blah. Look at over here. One of the regular races at Heathcote was an army sergeant stationed at the nearby Holsworthy barracks. Apparently the sergeant ordered, ordered his men to mark out the length of the Heathcote strip using ADF military coordinate pegs. Under Australian government law, these army coordinate markers are above even police authority. The New, New South Wales police were legally unable to remove them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was a beauty. Yeah, I, I really, really do love this old history stuff. I reckon it's cool. Yeah. A lot of guys would go out to Heathcote Road. I can remember Barry Sharp with a Repco engine Holden that belonged to someone and the Hurstville mob. Hurstville Incorporated, they were called, with a three-litre Austin Healy at a big race at Heathcote Road. I think the Healy won. They were doing speeds of up to 110 mile an hour, which was quick in those days. Mm. Yeah. hundred what's that in Ks? 180, 190? Yeah. 180-something, I think. Yeah. That's fairly booking even today's. Yeah, one guy who grew up straight across the road from Beefy's site was hot rodder and drag racer Dennis Lyon. Basically, we were young teenagers who progressed from push bikes to our first cars and hanging out at the local milk bars, and the world changed for us when the first drive-in burger establishment opened on Parramatta Road. It was the first drive-in hamburger place in Sydney, and the big chief place up near Granville was second a couple of years later. Mm. And those guys that used to hang out there became Shifters Hot Rod Club. As well. Oh, right, yeah. So it sparked racing careers 
it sparked hot rod clubs and social clubs and yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I reckon it's just a good article, and yeah, I, just, I reckon if you had the had the coin, or if I had the heaps of money, I'd probably make something. I reckon like that. It'd, That'd be fantastic. It'd be, it'd be cool. Yeah, Dennis Lyon proposed to his wife there, mate, over a coffee. Um, drag racer Jim Kerr met a lot of contacts who'd play a major role in his drag racing life for the next sixty years. If the roads could over, talk, eh? Over a burger and a few skids. Yeah. No, that was a really good article. Yeah, and again, that and to forgive a bit of the uh, indiscretions on the roads and stuff too, you know, there was no drag racing scene in Sydney at the time. <laughs> and and I think that's what sparked it because the crowds were just growing to the point where someone kind of had to step up then and support it, you know. Okay, we'll get these guys money if we build a track, you know. Mm. So, no, good stuff. No. Really good. Yep. I only had one more and that was the uh, the clubby the cover car, um, that was a good story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I had a little bit on that, I reckon. As we mentioned on the uh, – was it on Instagram? I think it was or Facebook. Dave Green from Custom Craft did the uh, did the wrap on this one and uh, it looks great. Yeah. A bit of a hark back to ex-wartime uh, family members. It's not just coverage. On, yeah, you're going to say it's not just coverage on the car. It's about, you know, mm. it's got military operational stuff mm. in it as well. And, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it's an historical piece. Yeah, all the markings yeah. relate to, to some kind of, um, you know, back to the, the war planes and yeah. and that. It was it was just a good good article. Um, pretty tough car. It was a, turns out it was a bloody smashed, smashed clubby. It's, not, it's actually yeah, it's a proper, proper club sport. Statue right off. Getting... Getting raced around, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, there was a bit in here about the, the major sponsors aren't even on the car. Yeah, no, I saw that. They agreed not to have the yeah, sponsorship which is, which is on pretty there cool. to keep it pretty much traditional to what it was going to be. Yeah, pretty no, cool. It was cool. Um, but yeah, just good photo set. I'm not sure who did the photos, but yeah, uh, just and it seems you know it seems totally relevant that we get to do this magazine, so we get to make sure that. Custom craft gets shared shout out. out. I, I actually thought they would have had a mention, but yeah, uh, no, it surprised anyway. me. I read it three times looking for it, but yeah, they had to change the wheel and tire package to get it in for the um, legal for the racing they were going to do. Yep. So uh, it does look a bit odd with the smaller wheels on it. <laughs> Used to seeing clubbies with the massive wheels. Yeah. So they must have to change the brakes because the brakes wouldn't have fit on those. Yeah, no, I didn't say something about it. I did the read it, but I sort of crammed it last night. It's yeah, it was a bit the same too, but I did see mention of the brakes. Um, I just want to quickly go back, though, to the Brickies and Chiefies article, mm. page uh, 90 and 91. Um, that roadster up the top there. Uh, yeah, the roadster up the top in that photo. That's just cool. As That's just a traditional cool hot rod would be cool today. Yeah. Page 90 up the top there. Um, yeah, we've got the Camaro with its flares. <laughs> got the Cuzzo on the trailer behind the tank fair lane. They used to take that tank fair lane up there and if there was anything worth racing, they'd go back home and get the Cuzzo because uh, that Cuzzo, which they call Jindvik, apparently had the legs that a lot of them didn't have. Moon discs. Yeah, and the custom Cuzzo sitting down the bottom, yeah, with the moon discs on it and the bloody, yeah, a bit of a custom grill treatment. That was cool, but... 
And that's what I mean when I said earlier that there's stuff that I found in the Muscle Cars magazine I would not have expected to find mm. in there, stuff that I might have even seen, it, like I'd imagine this article in Street Machine. Yeah. So that was the crossover as I saw it. Uh, I think they're all sort of starting to, you know, do a bit of crossover. Like Unique Cars is almost turning into another Survivor Car magazine now. Yeah, I see Survivor um, Car magazine shared something the other day to get a bit of controversy. Oh, I caught yeah, I can't help them. I can't leave them alone in the comments. I didn't see it. Well, they know that their bloody subscribers or people who look at their page are going to attack these custom street oh, machine right builds. Right. And Clickbait. Yeah, it's more almost like they just played for it, but they're bringing disrepute and disgrace to the <laughs> culture. So, you know, pull your heads in Survivor Car magazine. <laughs> post what you're post what you're about. I got a funny thing. They probably don't listen yeah, yeah. to us. <laughs> Oh, never know. Yeah, on page 102, the historic photos there I thought were pretty cool. Just a bit of historic racing photos. Oh, yeah, photos. yeah, yep. Yeah, so the six-hour Le Mans at Caversham WA, that was pretty cool. Um, and the opposite page, that mini fastback with number eight on it. Yep. I remember one of them from when I was a kid to the point where it really tugs the heart a bit, you know, like I just I don't know whether it was in a buddy before I was getting into American car books, whether it was in something UK-based and I just saw it as being a little custom, but, yeah, a little slanty back mini there in a world of minis. The minis are pretty damn cool. I'm, I'm a fan of them. Yep. Um, especially if they're, if they're done right. Like you see that gold one next to it with the bigger mini mini lights on it. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, that's a cool one. They are a cool car. I've only been in one once. A fellow I know had... Was doing one up and he took it to work one day and I sat at it. It's like well, they really are small. You hence the name. Yeah, let's see. But it. until you actually sit in one, it's like, yeah, they are tiny. Yeah, they could call the new one the Maxi, but it sounds, oh, the like, new a, mini it sounds is, like a sanitary product. The new Mini is just a name. Like a, <laughs> I've got a funny feeling they're based off a golf or something. Yeah, they would have been crossbred with something. Be shared, be shared platform. Everything's crossbred now. It's, that golf one you mentioned there too, though, it's got um, some sort of custom painted roof as well, I notice. It's got me smiling. Yep. But same, I mean, the people who are into minis are either into circuit racing ones, custom ones, you know. I reckon they, you get one of those works minis, I reckon they'd be so much fun to build around a track. Oh, mate. Mate, Nev. Cooper S, I reckon mate. they'd be... It'd be, be like, hell of fun. be like mate, a go-kart yeah. zipping around. Mate in Ballarat had an XBGT, a white one in Ballarat, but he also had a Mini and he was working at Repco in Melbourne and out the back was a Mini um, race car workshop. So he bought the whole setup, mowed a gearbox and transaxle in one and put it in his little 850. I remember my L34 headed bloody HQ Coupe at one stage trying to shake him off me tail as we're heading across Ballarat from one end of the town. You to won't shake him through the corners and stuff. It's <coughs> the big long straights yeah, where they die. No, no, it screamed. It'd pull hard too on the straights. And if you watch some of that early Bathurst footage where they just run out of brakes at mm. the end of the straight, you know, they've got to shoot off the end, do a quick little Yui and back on the track. But we were Pulled up the lights in Sturt Street one day, and there was a guy in an 850 with P plates on it, a little blue one. And he's looked at us with a bit of a smile, and Nev's give him a back a bit of a smile. And this guy left the lights and got halfway across the intersection when Nev hit it. And I reckon we had smoke pouring off the front tyres in second gear as we passed <laughs> this guy. Through. But yeah, she was full race spec running gear, but you could smell fuel in the cab because you got to. You, basically, you can't run a speedo because the second SU ends up in behind the speedo. <laughs> in the car. So, yeah, constantly smell fuel in the thing. 
Um, page 104, really comprehensive directory of events. Uh, yeah, which is good to see. What car clubs? Yeah, car clubs. Uh, what's on in April 2022? Yeah, so the club directory and then the events on the next page. And the back page um, feature on the Oldsmobile 442. Yeah, they were saying that they weren't using big taglines or anything in their advertising. They had the hidden persuaders and then just a list of features they... you know, where everyone else was getting a bit blatant in their marketing, you know, like they just kind of kept her a bit subtle. But the other thing that their front wheel drive. Uh, the tornado was. Yeah, no, oh no, yeah, that was the other thing. I remember. Um, Toronado, is it? Yeah, the Toronado. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, oh, what's his name? Who's the comedian with all the cars? Jay Leno. He was. Yeah. He, he had a little bit of a video of him yeah. doing up one of those olds. Uh, such a weird looking bloody thing. Yeah, they're certainly different. The Oldsmobile stuff. Yeah, no, definitely, and um, and I like different. Mm. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good little ad too. See, so, um, Dave Green's been printing a few old ads too. Mm. And stuff, so yeah, custom craft. Talking about um, <clears throat> different, like I've saying nothing wrong. Different, like I was watching the backyard bill guys video last night. Yeah, they went to Chrysler's on the Murray, and geez, some of the old, the Chrysler stuff was out there. Yeah, oh, it, it's it. like some of it's so ugly. You you just, yeah, you just have to like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of it's a lot of it's just super elaborate and flashy. Yeah. You know, a lot of the yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, nah, it's full Chrysler on Chrysler Newports from the buddy fifties and stuff like that. You know, they're pretty elaborate cars. Just on your last page on the ad, I'm yeah. having another Mandela effect moment. Yeah. <laughs> so in the universe that I've just come from, Scale Electrics was always S C A L E C T R I, and the X was at the end. I don't remember it ever being scale X trick. No, I think scale X trick. Yeah, I don't think. I yeah, right. wasn't it always scale electrics? Scale electrics. Yeah, no, I like, yeah, I'd, I'd believe it. As Maybe you, they're take being taken over, as you're explaining that, or is it some sort of offshoot? Have they just tried to start their own? And yeah, well, it could have been, been for oh, a similar geez, event. They'd be, yeah. Do some Google and see whether it's changed everywhere. Yeah. Berenstein Bears. Jamie, can you Bears. Google that? <laughs> yeah, you Google that for us, uh, Scotty. Yeah. Got Berenstein Bears while you're at it. Um, anyway, that's the Australian Muscle <laughs> Car Mag. Yeah. It's good to read something different again. Yeah, no, it goes we right. We need to uh, think about something else to read. And I really kind of struggled because of, I suppose, those lengthy articles. You know, there's not much of this that I've read. You yeah, know, there's plenty I can go back on and reflect on, yeah. you know. But um, oh, Paul Kelly, uh, a bit renowned around the uh, fo- the photo journalism scene, he was sort of shouting out that Bricky's article and thought that might be a um, a trigger. They might start f- covering a few more areas mm. in relation to that. Mm. Uh, ah, some good good stuff in there, and uh, as we say, it's always good to do something different. So um, think of something for next month. Now yeah. might yeah. go back. Back in time. Yeah, I wouldn't mind pulling out a couple that I've had since I was 14 or 15 that you haven't seen maybe. Yep. And, you know, no, happy to do that. Do a review across some performance street car or a bit of street and custom stuff. Music chat. Music chat. Yeah. I don't have anything fresh. Nothing fresh. Mm, Scotty. Yep. I keep Scotty's go- always got some. I keep going back. It's one of those bands that you just keep going back to. Yep. Funeral for a friend. Yep. I haven't Post- heard of that name for a very long time. Post-melodic hardcore punk. Yep. I've heard of them. I haven't yep. really heard much of them. 
but I, I know the name. Yeah. They haven't released an album for a while, but I just keep going back. Yep. So yeah. if anyone's interested, it's worth a listen. Yeah, no. First two albums are pretty old now, but they're yep. yeah. fantastic. Good stuff. Don't mind a bit of old punk. Mm. I started watching docos about, you know. Well, it's more hardcore. Yeah. Met, uh, metal, but. Yeah, on the edge. Yeah. The metal edge of punk. Yep. Yeah, no, don't mind that. I was listening to a bit of Rise Against the other week too. I hadn't listened to much of their stuff for a yeah, while. Yeah, they're pretty good. I they never get old. They were really treading they, that they, line between. I think between. they've just got a new song or album out not long ago. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they were sort of treading that line, I reckon, between metal and punk, you know, like sort of, you know, nearly but he's close, you know, right yep. down the middle. Mm. Said there's Lisa, a fine line there sometimes. Said to Lisa at uni, they're way too pretty to be punk, surely. You know, <laughs> like it was still in my head in at one stage, you know, because they were just fucking so well polished. <laughs> but... Well, yeah, I've sort of gone back. Um, I found out, well, been coming for a while, but um, I can't remember his name. Estevan Oriol uh, is releasing a doco on Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. Now, Estevan is a photographer around LA. Uh, there's actually a documentary on Netflix about him. I think it's called LA Originals. Yep. So he'd follow Cypress Hill and all those guys around just take photos He's sort of like a Chris Cafaro yep. type guy. Yep. You've probably seen that L A symbol with the the chicks oh, got yeah, the hands. Yeah, he yeah. he yeah. took that photo. Yep. And everyone's ripped it off. So that's his photo. But he's got a Cypress Hill documentary coming out. So I've been going back to my Cypress Hill days. Oh, back go. to rap for you, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, Last one it was Snoop Dogg. <laughs> this time it's Cypress Hill. Well, in, in, co- in conversations via messages with Scott Kenny, and he agreed too. Uh, not only that he loved Bloody Wood and he loved uh, Electric Callboy, formerly Eskimo Callboy. He didn't get much out of Snoop Dogg either, and he said he loved hip hop from the nineties and stuff. I sent him through a link to Ninety Nine Problems by Ice T. Mm. And he just straight back at me, love it. You know, like <laughs> probably just enough time to listen I don't, to it. I don't, I'm surprised that's even allowed to be played. Yeah, probably just enough time to listen to it before he sent me back, love it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool when you know someone's on the same path. So, yeah, I've sort of been uh, cranking back through um, Cypress Hill. Probably their yeah. second album's probably my favourite. Oh, probably yes. everyone's favourite, you know, Insane in the Brain. It's from the bong. Oh, my boy, you're a fucking my boy, you're a bloody DJ setup, mate. And yeah. if I'm going to keep dig, digging out, digging through nah. me lyrics, you know, nothing. nothing nah. you could argue that that's almost borderline new metal. Some of that Cypress Hill stuff. Well, they thought they they actually had a metal album. Yeah, you're an enigma to me. Like you're a metalhead, but you're also oh, mate, I like anything. I listen to anything. Um, Nickelback. Uh, Nickelback can get fucked. Thank you. Oh, Christ, I was about, I was about, to, I was about to hang up. 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 I was about to hang up me cans. Don't, don't hassle the fickle crack. <laughs> no, I look. I'm not a Nickelback fan. Come uh, on. No, that's all right. We're good I it. like what I like, and I hate what I hate. <laughs> so, yeah, you're on mute then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Can't no. believe you love Nickelback so much, you know. Like, say, so cut Choppy's little bit out. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's on the floor. It's probably not so much that I hate them. It just they didn't add anything. I don't know. There's just something about it. I just can't. I just can't. I can't take that. That two singer. same same. I don't know. The singer just. I don't know. I can't take it. Yeah. Can't. They they have the potential to be good, but I don't know. I. I don't know. I can't explain, and you know, it's 
yeah, there's that many memes about Nickelback and all that sort of shit. But yeah, I just I can't explain and why I don't Jade like Kroger him. Chad just sitting there in his little mansion, going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Ao, come on, why?" Yeah, I mean, why I'm not? sure Chad. You, know, you go, yeah, I don't does, know why. And then we just, I'm and sure fact, Chad doesn't give a fuck up to it. And then we just probably. Then we just care. Yeah, all these people don't like us. Can you just what's our bank balance at the moment again? Yeah, well, who did Simo make cry? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, you too. He, he fucking hates you too. Does he? Well, he's a man close to my heart. I dislike them almost as much as Oasis. <laughs> Plankman Racing, we're putting up memes about Bono and stuff after it. You know, It's like you with Oasis. Like, Yeah. I, I, There's something about him. I listen to Oasis and I think, how the fuck can someone not like this song? Like, go and listen to some might no, say. Look, go and listen to some might say and just tell I can me. listen to the music and it's quite good. Yeah. It's. It's the brothers. It's them. They're, they're, they're fuckwits. They're knobs. They're, I mean, they're fucking idiots. But That's the problem. I, you know? I, but I there's, so much, there's so much weight on a vocalist to do the right thing and toe the line. I was going to buy you a ticket. Liam Gallagher's coming to Melbourne. I see that. I, I, yeah. I might buy Scotty a ticket. <laughs> 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 I have figured out which one's which now, though. Yeah. Noel plays the guitar. Liam sings and plays yeah. tambourine. Yeah, but I think if you're the bloke that's up there, up the front, using your voice, and then you turn out and say a whole heap of bullshit no one wants to hear, then eventually oh, people, people are not going to want to hear you sing either. They you were know, completely it's... mental, uh, and they probably still are, but fuck, I, I love their music. Yeah. I, I, I still crank that live at Knobworth, Nebworth. <laughs> that's, that's a cracker. But anyway, this is why we're all different. Yeah, Life definitely. would be fucking boring if we're all the same. Oh, hell yeah. You know, not everybody can pick the same two cars out of a bloody, <laughs> out of a Burns yeah, and Coad. That, that's pretty fucking freaky. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for another podcast. Yep. Said so we've got uh, all going to plan. We'll have young Cody. Yep. On the phone via Skype on that one. Yeah, you know. Um, we just got to work out. We might have to record that ourselves, depending on his work commitments. But yeah. that's all right. We'll send it to Scotty. He can clean it up. Yeah, no, that's it too. Um, and, um, we'll work around that. But yeah, looking forward to chatting to a to a young fella. A young fella coming up through it and being noticed. He's mm. he's not in Ballarat. He's out of town. No, he's yeah. in South Australia. Yeah. Well, he's not coming here then, is he? Not coming no, here. That's it. But, so uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, stay well. Indeed. We'll see you uh, next month. We're just all just petering out. It's like a it's like, a, it's like a fade out. <laughs> out, of fade out. And oh, like one of my favourite ads from the 80s. See you later.